Can I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Live from the Stamp Show Here Today infotainment complex, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. We are an APS-affiliated club. Listen to the end credits for more information. This is Lord Cash. This is Sovereign Prince Mark. And Nash Sean. Grand Duke Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired of stuck-up lakes. Like, what makes you so great, Lake Superior? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let's see. We're going to discuss a little bit of eBay changes. Uh, specifically eBay shipping. So, Mark, why don't you uh, give us a clue in? Right. Well, not just uh, changes to eBay, but changes to United States Parcel uh, Postal Service. Um, They are starting July, I believe, 9th of this year. They're getting rid of three, or actually what they're doing is they're combining three services, uh, retail ground, first class package, and parcel select ground, all three of those are going away, and they're being replaced with what they call uh, USPS Ground Advantage. So basically, um, they're, all those all those services are now going to be ground, or at least um, uh, ground as in in the prediction of when they're going to be delivered. So, Which means they don't have a prediction of when they're going to be delivered. Yeah, it's, it's like two to five days. Two to five business days. is, is So they're, they're slowing down the, the delivery uh, commitment, but they're adding insurance. So now they all automatically come with $100 insurance, whereas uh, before it was only a priority mail that, that came with insurance. So, um, so Which, by is, the way, they increased priority mail by 50 cents. Right. What? A, a couple of days ago. So uh, they put up priority mail, 50 cents. And I didn't even know it had insurance on it. Yeah. I have never had good luck with postal insurance. I have lost two items, both of which were insured. And I got not a penny on either one of them. It was incredibly difficult. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a separate entity in the postal service that determines the value of the insurance that they sell you you know the the people that sell the insurance that that give you the insurance they say oh this is insured up to a hundred dollars those are not the same people that decide whether or not the package that you've sent is worthy of a hundred dollars yeah so so there's that but uh but yeah that's that'll be interesting i don't know what the prices are going to be but basically um they're they are touting this as they the best price service for sending a package up to uh but not quite 16 ounces so this will still be uh, discounted uh very differently or or, or I, I expect it to be at, at least you know possibly about half the price of priority mail 
mm. in the in the under 16 ounce range. Well, my um, priority meal is always under 16 ounces. So. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's uh, interesting. Interesting development there. Yeah. How do you do your shipping? Uh, I currently uh, ship anything under valued under sixty dollars. I just send it with um, with a, a first class stamp and and a, and a number ten envelope. Um, but over sixty dollars, I send as a first class mail as a first class package. So that include so that it gets the tracking. And how much so, is that? Um, it's usually starts uh, the closest zip codes to mine are four dollars and ninety cents, and the furthest away zip code uh, costs like five dollars and twenty five cents. Oh, because so. see, I I send uh, my line isn't at sixty dollars. My line's at a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I'll just throw it in an envelope. Uh, I lose very very little. Although today I did get an email from a fellow. Uh, shout out to you if you're a listening listener, you'll know who you are. I sent him some Philippine souvenir sheets, and they got drenched in the rain. And I'm going, it's June. <laughs> Where do you live that it got drenched? And it got drenched. I mean, it was like somebody took this and let it sit inside of a bucket of water. Huh. Uh so that happened, and luckily it was uh, Philippine souvenir sheets, which I could replace. So I just asked him for his address, and I'll send him another batch of them and just eat it. But that was, and he wrote it and said, you know, well, who's responsible for this? And I was thinking, I wonder who is responsible for it. But I'm the seller. I want to make sure everybody's happy, so I'm sending you some replacement. But I wonder if I actually was responsible for that. Yeah. I mean, he goes, well, you didn't protect it from rain. And I go, (laughs) first of all, it's June. Second of all, how do I protect it from, this isn't rain. This is sitting in a water barrel. (laughs) How do I protect something from sitting in a water barrel? Yeah, the mailman is supposed to protect the um, the mail from uh, from the elements. Well, again, what I think probably happened is they threw it in, you know, his front door or something, and it got rained on or something. Because there's no way that a mailman is going to let all his letters get all this wet because then he's got to lug them around. He's got to lug right. around, you know, ten pounds of letters and fifty pounds of water. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I like using discount postage because, you know, my shipping then is like 45 cents. As a matter of fact, uh, my breakdown is really clear. I have a stiffener, and it's actually not a stiffener. It's like a um, coated paper that when you fold it three times, it gets pretty stiff. And then it has all sort of advertisements on it for me and for the podcast, you know, it says, listen to stamp show here today and everything. And, uh, so that those cost me eight cents each. The envelopes I use and people who have bought from me on eBay, um, I get like old first day covers, legal size, postal stationary first day covers from Jim 40. I bought like four boxes of them. And I will just get like really big blocks of discount postage, like maybe use like 10 cent stamps and put six of them over because then it'll cover up the prior indicia plus the postmark. Right. 
And so they'll get them and they'll go, wow, this is, you know, a double usage cover, you know? <laughs> it, it, you get a Civil War cover that was like a turned cover or a double use cover, you know, those are worth a lot of money. So, you know, maybe in 50 to 100 years, these covers that yeah. I sent will be worth something. But in the meantime, you know, these first day covers are literally worth the envelope and nothing more to me. Yep. So uh, that's how I do shipping right now. And Sean, you even helped me yeah. put the stamps on it and everything. He, he sells, uh, he's not 18 yet, so he can't get a credit card. And if you can't get a credit card, you can't have an eBay account. So he sells on my account. And uh, in return for that, he helps me do shipping. Yeah. So you have any stories about shipping? No. I, I, <laughs> I ship sometimes. I don't know. I do an amount. So uh, anything else? It looks like uh, $5.25. Will be the top end there. I hope so. I hope they they that they. Um, well, it's cheaper than you, I think. Priority mail is close to ten dollars. It's still like nine dollars and eighty five cents or something. Yeah, but that's for the uh, that's for the envelope, the the flat weight envelope. Yeah, yeah. When you start to get into packaging, it's it's a lot more. So, yeah, five dollars charging my people five dollars for shipping just. I think I'd lose a lot of buyers. Do you charge five dollars for the shipping, or do you oh, exceed yeah. it? Yeah. So you charge them and say, yeah, hey, for I'm the, yeah. Hmm. yeah, for the because you get the tracking and everything else. So yeah. Well, let's uh, talk about what crossed our desk today. So what what did you get? You got an interesting thing because yeah, well, every once in a while you get these um, you get these submissions that are. Uh, sort of like a, a basket full of dreams, uh, you know. You, I, in this one submission, I got a lot of um, a lot of dubious uh, uh, Perf Twelve flat plate coils, and uh, and there was a couple of uh, of uh, four cent Lincolns used that uh, you know uh, that were imperforate that they were hoping to be uh, Scott number three fifteen. But you know, when you uh, when you put these up against a Scott 304 and you see perforation tips all around, <laughs> you know, you just can't call it a, a 315. You know, even though it, it might be genuine, you know, you can't make the assumption. You've got to assume it's a, it's a Scott 304. So uh, this was a um, this was one of those where the, the basket of dreams was being shattered. But then <laughs> I came across uh, one which was a uh, submitted as a 518B, which um, the Scott catalog calls the deep brown version of the uh, of the one dollar uh, franklin now the 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 one dollar franklin comes in a couple of different versions that the normal versions it a violet black which is i think the most common but it also comes in a violet brown and i see a lot of people submitting as 518b the violet brown version um, and then five eight, but five eighteen B, which Scott describes as a deep brown, um, I think is kind of a misnomer. I know there's a couple of different shades of the um, of five eighteen B, but the the one I have in 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 my collection and the one I have in my uh, in, in my uh, reference, it's like a chocolatey brown, like a Hershey's chocolate bar brown. And this particular stamp happened to be that color. And so this guy actually had a very rare stamp 
amongst his back basket of, uh, of, of dreams. So uh, it was cool to, that I was able to affirm that, uh, that, yeah, this guy didn't have, in fact, have a rare stamp. And correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't it catalog like $1,000? Uh, five eighteen B. Yeah, it's a, a it's like eleven hundred dollars used. So, yeah, yeah it's a it's a, it's a nice thing to to have. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're not uh, they're not that common. But uh, you know, what's very common is a lot of people submitting the violet brown and thinking it's oh this is because they are very different shades between the violet brown and violet black. They they are distinctive. Well, you're looking at what what's the date on your catalog? Is it a two twenty twenty? Two. Right, two, 2022. Yeah. I remember before COVID, pre-COVID, um, it, I post on Twitter. If you don't follow on Twitter, it's Stamp Show here today on Twitter. But there uh, was always a post that I would put up which would show violet black, violet brown, and brown, the three colors. Because Scott's didn't list the violet brown. They only had the color and then the variety, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And so everybody saw the brown stamp and said, oh, violet brown, this is the valuable stamp. Um, you say it's chocolate. I think it's lighter than chocolate. It's maybe more like Cadbury chocolate yeah. versus Hershey chocolate. It's it's a lighter. But the Cadbury that they release in, in Easter time. Right. Yeah. Like the milk chocolate one. Right. Not, not the dark chocolate one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's not, an, not the Christmas version. Yeah. So yeah, I found a five eighteen also, and uh, mine has a straight edge and a crease, but it it was one. Yep. <laughs> well, what crossed my desk was um, it, not very interesting of the stamp, but it was a grade eighty, and grade eighty is very fine. That's a very fine stamp. And Scott's catalog, all the stamps in it are catalog value in very fine condition, grade 80. So let's ignore grade 80 because that's just a number that's attached to the words. Let's look at very fine. The actual occurrence of very fine stamps is very low. And... Whereas a lot of people will find a fine stamp or a find a very fine stamp or an average stamp and buy it as some percentage of catalog and think they got a good deal. Well, you might have gotten a good deal, but very fine is incredibly scarce. And I know I went over this before a while ago uh, and Scott's catalog took note and changed the prices. But U.S. number one used to catalog for $350, I believe it was. Now they catalog for $425. And I fully believe that they put up that $75 increase because there were a couple auctions, one of which was Kelleher. And Kelleher was getting $1,000 for very fine U.S. number 11s. Or excuse me, U.S. number 1s. Um... These are four clean, clear margin stamps. This is the price that's in the Scott's catalog for this stamp. It has to have four clean, clear margins. And they were getting $1,000 a stamp against a $350 catalog value. 
Scott's then raised their price from 350 to 400. It's 425 now, right? I think so, yeah. But look it up real quick. Is because this is yours is an old catalog. I don't know whether it's going to show the 350 or the 425. This one's 350. Yeah, so, so. in in 2022 it was 350. In my, 2023 it went to 425. Very fine stamps are actually very scarce. So people want to maybe keep that in the back of their mind when they're looking at stamps. If you see a very fine stamp, it's probably worth full catalog value, even if, you know, full catalog value is 35 cents. Now, are you, are you talking about pre-1860s or so? or No, I'm talking about, let's say, pre-1930. Yeah. Uh, you know, 25-cent, 35-cent catalog value stamps that you cannot find. You know, the definitive series, the small stamps, not mm -hmm. the larger uh, commemorative size. But even like a Scott number 231, the two-cent Colombian, there are billions of them printed, and they are everywhere. But try to find one with four nice margins. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Now, luckily on that stamp, you know, you can go through 100 of them or 200 of them and pick out a good one. But it will be like one out of 100 or one out of 200. Now, picture a stamp where you don't get to pick through a hundred of them. You know, find a person who has a hundred U.S. number ones. You know, nobody's going to have that or a hundred U.S. number twos. And I shouldn't have said that because I'm sure somebody's going to say, well, this guy over here, this this millionaire over here has a hundred U.S. number ones. <laughs> and they're all nice. And they go, yeah, well, he's a millionaire. He can search for him. But I'll bet you he, you know, was paying full catalog value or more. And like I said, very fine U.S. number ones were selling for $1,000. That's, by the way, $750 to $850 plus the 20% to mm -hmm. the auction house. So uh, that's something that, like I said, you want to keep in mind. Uh, finding four nice margin stamps is an anomaly in a lot of cases. It's hard to find these. So, Sean, what crossed your desk? Well, I've been working on Albania and going through a lot of Albania. And I guess the hardest thing about Albania is, well, if you look on Albanian stamp, it says Skoparia, or Skop sometimes there's a J, sometimes there's no J, sometimes there's no I, and I don't even know why it's Albania spelled so many different times in Albanian, but it is. <laughs> And I guess the most annoying set of stamps that there was was there's a couple of painting issues inside Albania. And the problem with the painting issues is in Scott's catalog, it'll say people in the garden by some artist. No, I, I don't speak Albanian. I, I, in Albanian, people in the garden is like, like, right? <laughs> Sorry to all the Albanian viewers. But they... I, if it weren't for the artist, I would have been totally lost on those. But thankfully, there's arti or the artist's name, and that really helps trying to find it. And I guess that kind of goes for any country, especially in Cyrillic, because I don't know is it Ukraine or Belarus or Russia. And I guess I only know Greece because Greece kind of looks like C's and E's next to each other. 
<laughs> so why were you doing Albania? I was working for Jim Forty because he gave me some. And that's something I like more than putting them on cards and scanning them. <laughs> yeah, how are your uh, sales doing? They're below average, I guess, right now. But I think that's just because, like, the economy, you know. Well, actually, I think it's more because of summertime. Uh, typically, this time of year, stamp sales drop. Uh, today, Kelleher is having an auction, and I'll find out, like, in a couple hours, yeah, uh, how the market is doing right now. But I would suspect that we're going to have a drop, and the drop will last until the end of August, and then it'll pick up again. Uh, from what I've seen, stamp prices have increased about 20%, a little over 20%. Uh, we gave back about a third of it. So yeah, we're some, we're up above 10% right now. Um, it'll drop a little bit and then it'll go up again. But, you know, inflation over the last couple of years has been a little over 20%. Mm -hmm. Stamps kept right up with it until they didn't. Yeah. And so uh, today might be a good buying opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, find, I'm not finding anything at all to buy. Uh, the dealers are not getting new material. People are not selling their collections right now. I have a funny feeling that's because they would rather have the stuff than the cash. Right. Yeah, something that keeps its value regardless of the economy. Yeah. Well, like I've been saying all along, the inflation increases the value of good stuff. Recession kills the value of cheap stuff. So depending on whether you have a cheap, co cheap collection or a expensive collection, you know, in which case, you know, one case you might want the cash and the other case uh, you don't. You know, it's always the case that uh, during times like this, people who have things do better than people who have cash. So, anything else anybody have? Well, on the Albanian stamps, there's a guy named Scannerbeck, and if you don't know who he is, he's like a very, very famous general in Albania, and uh, the two most known people in Albania is King Zog, who actually was the leader of Albania when Mussolini annexed them right before World War II, and if Albania and Egypt, both of the monarchy at a time, which, you know, because, uh, you know, Egypt was taken over by Britain, they would, Albanian, uh, Egypt would be the same country. So. That would be interesting. An Egyptian Albanian country. Well, I mean, Albania is primarily Muslim, so they yeah. just, you know. But who is Skanderbeg? Skanderbeg is this, uh, Skanderbeg, I, I think, it doesn't really matter. Skanderbeg, it's, I see it spelled both ways. But. He was an uh, Albanian general right before the uh, Ottomans annexed them. I think like 1500, somewhere around there. And he, the uh, Ottomans, I mean, little tiny Albania, right? It was actually smaller at the time. It was like half of Albania because they lost some land previously. And uh, Ottomans went in there like, oh, this is going to be easy. And Skanderbeck like whooped them in a couple of battles because he just like stood in hills and the Ottomans were silly. And I mean, eventually Albania lost. That war because, I mean, little tiny Albania versus the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> but 
a Skanderbeck is like a Douglas MacArthur here. Like he is like you can't get more famous of a general. I mean, he's like a national celebrity. I mean, as famous as he gets. Hmm. So now I know two famous Albanians. Where before this podcast, I knew zero. It's like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, is he on any stamps? I'm sure he, he oh, he's be. on so many stamps. He is like the he is on like 20 percent of Albanian stamps. The <laughs> early issues, it's like only Skanderbeg, and then they go, and then when he gets to the communists, you get like Mao and Lenin. But still, there's a lot of Skanderbeg. I mean, Kosovo stamps are Skanderbeg, so he's he's famous as can be. Yeah, I got to look for those. Well, look for your Skanderbeg stamps and uh, keep collecting. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.